Good morning, everyone. This is the Equestrian Adventurous podcast with Heather and Ute, the show for women who love horses, travel, and adventure. My name is Ute, and I'm happy to welcome you to another exciting episode. One word before we start. If you like this show, please give us a rating or a review on your podcast player, as this will help in keeping this podcast up and running. Also, tell your friends about it, so more like-minded women can find us and start listening. Thank you. And today I have a super interesting topic. I'm going to talk a little bit about ground driving for horses. Uh, now, what is ground driving? Ground driving basically is a training technique which is quite successful for young horses and experienced horses. And I use it uh, quite regularly for my horses, mostly for my young horses, but also for my more experienced horses uh, to, well, achieve a lot of different things and I personally think it's a wonderful technique it's a wonderful way of working with your horse of doing something different because uh, a lot of horses a lot of uh, riders think okay it's horse riding all the time uh, there is you know my horse is properly trained so I basically ride them and uh, there's just so much of stuff you can do with your horse uh, to bring a little bit of variation in your daily work in your daily uh, time with a horse and ground driving is just one of the things uh, I personally uh, love doing with my horses just to make things um, yeah a bit varied uh, to do some different stuff with my horses and to basically not uh, always uh, you know walk with my horse but do something more fun and do something more useful. And yeah, today I want to talk with you about it uh, and tell you about my experiences and why I personally think ground driving is such a wonderful technique. So can't wait. Let's just go to the show. We are explorers. We are trailblazers. We love to do what cannot be done. We love to test our limits, cross borders, and we love the freedom horses bring us. We seek lands without fences. Who are we? We are equestrian adventuresses. We are a community of women who love horses, travel, and adventure. To infinity and beyond! And now your hosts, Uta and Heather. Hello, equestrian adventuresses. This is the founder, Crystal Kelly speaking, and I wanted to just jump on and share a quick story about equestrian adventuresses because in 2017, I had this crazy idea of like, what if there were not just myself traveling around with horses, but what if there were others interested in horses? And the more that I traveled in countries like India and Egypt and Romania, the more that I saw this lack of education in the equestrian industry, especially for women. You know, there just wasn't a level of standard lessons and trainers in a lot of the different countries that I went to. And even in the U.S. where I grew up, you know, high-level equestrian coaches was so unreachable. It was, like, only for rich people, and it was, like, a two-hour drive round trip just to get, like, a mediocre riding lesson. So I could only afford to do a riding lesson every other week. And so I've teamed up with the International Equestrian to create a new solution for those of you who want high-level coaching and access to riding lessons and a more structured way of riding. So you're not just floating around the arena, but you can actually show up and have a ride with a purpose every single time you ride. And so I've teamed up with the International Equestrian. There is now a new app available in the Apple and Google Play Store. It's called Horse Riding Lessons. So if you download the Horse Riding Lessons app, you can actually take 
riding lessons on a daily basis, however many times a week you are riding on your horse. And there's so many cool, fun exercises you can choose from. There's trail riding exercises, endurance exercises, there's pole work, there's a lot of dressage work, and there's a variety of different levels. So you can choose from the different levels based on if you're riding a green horse or if you're riding a more experienced horse, or maybe you're a green rider or you're a more advanced rider. So there's so many different lessons that you can do inside this app. It's super cool. I would highly recommend if you haven't checked it out already, head over to the Apple Store or the Google Play Store, search Horse Riding Lessons, or you can also click on the link in our show notes or check out theinternationalequestrian.com for a direct link to the app. Okay, download it, try it out. It's super cool. You literally just press play on your phone. You choose the lesson that you want. You press play and you listen to the audio lesson as you're riding around on your horse. It's very easy to use. You can listen to the audios just by pressing play on your phone or if you have speakers in your arena, or you can also just press play and listen to it in your pocket, or you can use one of those really cool open ear equestrian wireless headsets or earphones or however it is you want to do, but it's a super cool, super easy way, and it's bringing education to countries like India and Romania and Egypt, and it's something that's never been done before, so I'm super excited about it. I love sharing it with you, and I love seeing you guys posting your videos in the group of you doing the audio lessons, so keep it coming. Don't forget to head over to the Apple Google Play Store and download Horse Riding Lessons app today. And welcome back to today's episode about ground driving, a useful training technique. Now, first, let's talk a little bit about what is ground driving. Ground driving is basically a training technique for young and experienced horses. It's a great preparation for driving and riding. And it basically looks like I'm standing behind the horse. I have the horse on long reins and uh, I'm basically standing behind the horse and I am giving my horses the commands from standing behind him. So I basically tell him to walk, to stop, to go left, to go right. I ha only have the reins and I have my voice and I have uh, a whip with me to direct him. And I'm basically directing my horse from the ground uh, to do different maneuvers. <clears throat> now, ground driving has been used, for instance, by the Spanish riding schools for centuries to teach the young Lipizzana stallions essential lessons as well as more advanced lessons. It's a wonderful way of teaching your horse uh, the voice commands, such as walk, stop, back. Uh, later, you can, pro uh, you can proceed towards lateral gates and uh, teach your horse to um, go sideways, for instance, shoulder in, and so on and so on. So it's basically a technique. You can do uh, a lot of stuff from the ground with your horse. Um, basically preparing him from do it, uh, to do all these things while uh, being ridden, basically. It's also a wonderful way to teach your horse uh, confidence to walk ahead alone. So I, for instance, use grounds driving a lot with my young horses who might be a little scared to go out alone. Um, I first start with walking my horses. Um, I go out, uh, walk with them, uh, teaching them to, you know, walk uh, along with me confidently. Uh, and the next step really is to send my horse out uh, ahead of me because walking with my horse means the horse can basically very effectively hide behind me. 
Um, so it's not so such a great way of teaching him confidence. But when I ground drive him, I'm standing behind him. So he has to go out bef uh, in front of me, um, ahead of me. He has to venture out there alone. So it's a great way of giving my horse the confidence to walk outside in, uh, in the forest or, you know, just outdoors. So it's a great, great way also to prepare, prepare a young horse uh, for being ridden out alone on trail. Um, it's really useful in the sense of that you can, uh, basically teach commands. I wouldn't go as I would usually establish the commands before I ground drive my horse, but it's a great way to reinforce these commands to basically make sure that your horse uh, listens to your commands, to listens to the row and to the go and, uh, go left, go right, uh, stop back up. Um, it's a great way to teach yours to back up, to make sure all these commands, um, there's a proper stop. When you say, whoa, your horse stops. Uh, when you back your horse up, your horse backs up. Um, this is a very, very uh, useful method to make sure all these things are there, are there established before you basically mount your horse and try these things from under the saddle. So from the safety point of view, a horse properly and thoroughly trained on the ground is a much safer animal to mount. And rather than uh, ground training with my horse where I'm having him on a long train, for instance, or when I'm just teaching him, um, when I play the seven games with him, for instance, this is very useful because it mirrors uh, the way I later sit on the horse. I don't sit yet on the horse. I'm behind him. But like riding, he gets the commands from me without seeing me, um, without me being there for him. Um, he cannot really rely on my body language or only very limited. Um, he has to really listen to the commands and then do what I'm asking him. So it's a great, great way, not only for preparing my horse uh, to drive, but also to ride. So I always say, even if you do not plan to drive your horse, it's still a, an extremely useful technique for horse to learn. And it's much more effective and efficient than just going for walks with your horse. Now, how do we do it? As I mentioned, I'm standing behind my horse. I have a pair of long reins. I can use them bitless or I can use them with a bit. <clears throat> that depends on me. I usually start my young horses with a cavison and I attach the reins to the two side rings of the cavison. Um, then there should be a kind of way to hold up the reins that they're not, uh, when, when I slack them, that they're not basically uh, going down to the ground or getting um, in the risk of entangling with your horse's legs. Uh, so I usually use a long jing girth uh, where I'm uh, using one of the middle rings to just, uh, you know, have these reins attached to the bit or to the to the cavison and then lead them through these rings so that the reins always are at a proper elevation from the ground and do not run the danger of, you know, dripping to the ground or uh, getting entangled with my horse's legs. Um, a lot of people... Uh, also use a saddle and, um, you know, lead these reins to the stirrup. Um, personally, I feel most of the times the stirrups hang too low. Um, I'll get, I, the reins are not straight anymore, but they kind of bend it because of the low uh, situation of the stirrups. But if you kind of uh, put the stirrups up fairly high, it's doable as well. Personally, I prefer the girth though, but um, if you do not have a long ring girth, you can actually use the stirrups of your saddle. 
um, I have more variation also in the long wing girth as, as there's usually several rings. So I can, you know, as I like it, <clears throat> put the reins up a little higher or a little lower as I, as my personal preference, I guess. Um, my long reins, uh, I, I prefer them not being too long. Um, you can get long reins of five or six meters. I prefer to have them three meters or 350 um, because I don't like to have such long reins um, and I, in, in my hands because they get very unyieldy. Um, they are very long then for my liking. On the other hand, it depends on where is your situation behind the horse. Long uh, drive, ground driving basically doesn't really there are several ways of doing it you can stand very close to your horse uh, directly behind his bum not straight behind i would always choose a situation a little on the left a little on the right of your horse so that you can see where the horse is heading you can see the obstacles if you're standing right behind your horse you cannot see anything if i have a horse which is um, easily excitable which maybe a horse i don't trust entirely then i would um, stand a couple of steps back that in case my horse kicks I'm not directly in the line of fire on the other hand if I'm standing very close to my horse's rump a little on the left side of my horse's body um, I'm too close to be effectively kicked right I mean of course you always have to make sure that you're not getting kicked but um it's easier for the horse to kick me when I'm like a meter or maybe 50 centimeters behind. If I'm straight there, um, a horse cannot kick sideways with his hind leg. Um, it's usually kicking backwards. So I'm actually in a quite safe position. So that is my preferred uh, position to be not too far away from a horse's body so I can still touch him. I still have... Um, a better control over my horse i'm closer to him i'm not really far away but as i said this is a personal choice really a lot of people uh, ground drive the horse uh, from further behind and it makes more sense if you're planning to drive your horse later because of course when you're sitting on the buggy or on the cart <clears throat> you are a couple of meters behind your horse's back so it prepares him better for the driving so according to that is actually the choice of long reins. Um, there's long reins which are closed and there's open reins. Um, I have a pair of long reins which basically have a Velcro in the back so I can close them or I can open them. I prefer to have them open. Um, it's safer than when they're closed because the risk of entanglement if your horse spooks and runs off is is less. Um, but again, it's a personal preference. I know a lot of English riders, they prefer close reins. Uh, a lot of the Western riders prefer open reins, actually. So this is my equipment. And then I'm carrying a whip, um, not to beat my horse, of course, but as an uh, just as a way to motivate, to tap my horse on, on, on his back, particularly young horses who do not know yet. Um, the leg aids, for instance, um, they... Uh, I usually aware of the aids with my whip, which is just an, a longer form of my arm. So I can touch my horse all over his body. Um, this is something I usually establish right in the beginning when I start working my horse from the ground. And we also need this or it's very useful when I'm ground driving my horse. Um, again, when I'm further away from a horse if I'm like a meter or, or two meters back behind us as as bum I need a whip which is slightly longer I would uh, rather even use a driving whip 
or when I'm standing very close to his body, a normal riding whip uh, will do. As I said, this is not to whip my horse. This is just to make myself heard, to give him aids, to use the whip also as a kind of encouragement, um, just something which helps me communicate with my horse. I always make sure that my horse knows the equipment. I make sure that my horse is used to um, getting the aid from the whip. Um, I make sure my horse is being comfortable with reins uh, touching his body, his hind, his legs. Um, I make sure I first work with a normal um with a normal string, um, wrapping it around his legs, touching him all over on his belly, on his hind, on his rump, on his legs. Um, so this is something which I always make sure before I, I ground drive because um, I'm standing behind the horse, the reins are going to touch his, 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 um, his body, his back. Sometimes they might, when I have a slack in my, in my long reins, um, I might even touch his hind legs uh, close to the hook. So if my horse suddenly spooks because of this touch um it's not very safe for me to be where i am so it's important that he knows the equipment um that i'm getting him used to the equipment um i'm getting him used to me being there with him yeah and then i start uh installing the commands so first um Kind of, I would always uh, try to start in a safe arena, in a safe, uh, confined spot. I can start in a round pen, for instance. I can start in an arena. Um, this is a nice, safe space. Um, preferably, the horse knows the space. He feels safe. He feels um, secure there. Um, and then I can just start with, um, yeah, me establishing the place, putting on the equipment. Ideally, I have a helper which uh, holds my horse for me while I'm installing the equipment. Or if the horse is confident in, um, in standing still when I'm telling to stand still. And um, yeah, I put on the equipment. I start. I'll go to the place where I want to be to um, be to his back. Yeah, and then I just start by um, making him move forward. Now, if he has never been uh, driven from the back, um, the horse might actually stop and not quite sure what he should do because suddenly his rider or his handler is behind him, not in front of him, not at his side. So a lot of horses are like okay, what do you want from me now? Where are you? What are you doing behind there? With uh, What is this all about? So it's important. Sometimes it's good for the first trial to have a person holding the horse, standing on the near the head of the horse, giving him um, a little tug on the reins as well. Uh, until the horse understands that uh, the commands are still the same and he should just move straight forward. A lot of horses um, might not in the beginning move straight, but they rather, you know, turn left, turn right, um, stop, turn around, look at, at you um, standing behind there. As I said, like, what are, what is she doing there uh, kind of thing. Um, so in the beginning, it's helpful to use um, the rail, make the horse uh, move uh, next to the rail, have maybe a person leading the horse, just to make sure that he understands what you want him to do. Now, once the impulsion is kind of established, this is the most important thing, that the horse understands um, impulsion, that when I'm telling him to move, that he also moves. Um, I can give him the voice command. I can use my whip to just touch him on his, on his hind. I don't have, of course, I don't have my legs. Um, 
never do it like in the movies where you kind of shake your reins because this gives the horse a mixed uh, command basically because shaking the reins doesn't really it gives them a jerk in the, on the bit or on the nose so it basically confuses the horse a lot more than it helps so establish a clear command from the beginning just say like walk or let's go or whatever you want to use as a voice command um, use your whip and then just make him move forward and very quickly he will learn that um, even that you are behind it doesn't make a difference um, it's still the same command and he's still required to move forward so once that established um, the next thing is of course the woe command the stop um, again it's important that the horse understands uh, you're standing there behind it's the same command but you're in a different situation this might not be that easy for the horse remember that because you are not there where you're supposed to be you're at a different place so first these things have to the, the horse has to accept that now suddenly you move towards the back and he's still uh, required to do the same stuff you want before that's what i'm saying it's important to first establish the voice commands um, a few basics basically that the horse understands um, the idea of impulsion uh, the idea to go left uh, when you tug on the left rein right when you tug on the right rein yeah so ground driving is basically the same as riding except that you are in the back of the of the horse the same as driving except that you do not have any kind of carriage or buggy so um, yeah it's a perfect way to establish a few things and now when all these things work very well in the arena. I would very quickly um, move out because um, by the end of the day, I mean, um, this is, we want trail horses. We want our horses to move out in the forest, in, you know, the open area. So this is a great way of showing my horse a lot of stuff, uh, which he will counter encounter later when I'm sitting on his back. And a lot of horses might be very nervous when they're riding out, when they're going out for rides alone, <clears throat> just with me without another horse so this is a wonderful way to uh to go out with a horse uh making him go ahead making him go in front um but not sitting on his back so in case he spooks it's much safer for me standing on the ground uh being able to deal with the horse from the ground rather than sitting on his back right uh things like uh, 180 degrees turns a sudden jump a sudden uh, bolt you can much easier handle from being on the ground it's much much safer so for me it's a great way if I have a horse which is not very confident being out there with me alone to just sort of um, establishing a good foundation a good confidence right the horse has to suddenly move out alone he doesn't have anyone to hide behind he's there alone with you uh, just as you as you would be when you ride him um, you're on the ground you can still touch him you can still tell him okay everything is fine I'm here with you um, and then show him a lot of stuff he's going to see later with you being out on the trail riding him bicyclists people with dogs you can actually um, ground drive your horse through a village a busy road and stuff like this everything where you might not be so confident to do this from the saddle um, you can ground drive basically right you're on the safe side um, you can your horse is in the same situation as being ridden that he has to go out there alone that he has nothing and nobody to hide behind this is a very very great a very safe um, method to do a lot of the scary stuff before actually sitting on your horse 
Yeah, so this for me is basically the main thing why I'm doing this. Um, as I said in the beginning, I use a cavicin, um with a with a nose piece with rings on the on the nose piece, so I can uh, put in my long reins later. If, um, when he knows a bit, uh, I use a bit. I just uh, put the long reins into into just any type of bit I'm using anyway for riding. Um, I would make sure that my horse knows a bit before I long before I ground drive um, him with bit, because um, again it's a new thing. And he should be fairly used to it before I, I use it while on ground driving. He should understand what you want from the bit. Um, he should understand his turns. Uh, he should understand his his voice commands because by the end of the day, um, when we want the horse to stop, it's not that we pull on the reins for him to stop. Yes, we kind of take up the reins. We give him um, a slight rein aid as well, but we basically asking him to stop with a lot of other aids as well and same goes for ground driving i give him the voice command obviously i don't have any uh, leg or or weight or um, any kind of these aids because i'm not sitting on the horse but i have my voice so I can basically um, use the voice command to stop and then gently just pull on the on the reins to ask him to stop um as I said, I would always make sure that my horse knows the bit before because if I have to pull hard on the long reins, um, it's the same. It's not really very useful. You get a horse which eventually grows very hard on the mouth and on the bit. So this is not what I'm actually aiming for. I aim for the horse to remain soft on the bit. That's why I'm first using the cavicin and first use it on the nose. Now, what can we do while ground driving? Um, as I mentioned, I do a lot of ground driving outside because I personally feel um, it's great to introduce the horse to a lot of stuff he's going to meet outside. Um, I walk, I trot, I stop, I turn, um, I back my horse up. Mm -hmm. um, it's a great way. I, like in Before I, I used to ground drive, I used to walk mm -hmm. with my horse a lot. And walking with my horse, of course, you can do a lot of stuff as well. But you can, of course, back your horse up. You can stop. You can do turns. You can walk. You can trot. You can even jog with your horse. But ground driving is so much more efficient because um, the horse learns a lot more. Um, particularly, I find it also useful before backing my horse, before sitting on my horse for the first time and asking him to move forward this is a kind of i think horse riders who have done that with a horse before they know what i'm talking about it's a kind of moment nobody knows exactly how the horse will react like you sit on his back he accepts you there and usually you have a person first leading a horse and then when you're asking your horse to make the first step under the saddle with you sitting on him this is something um I, I personally feel this is the most the single most exciting moment because you never know how the horse will react will it just stand there is it difficult to make him move forward will he make a sudden jump forward i had a horse which violently bucked me off he was perfectly fine with me just sitting there with him being led with me being up but when I ask him to move forward on his own account with me sitting on on his back um, this was just too much he I was probably too fast um, I didn't prepare him enough 
So this is something you can really very well simulate with ground driving. You're behind a horse, you're not sitting on him, and you're asking him to step forward. Now, when you afterwards sit on your horse and ask him to move forward again, it's not new for your horse. Your horse has done it before. Yes, now you're sitting on his back. It's slightly different, but it's much easier for the horse to connect these two um, items rather than uh, basically leading him. So for me, it is the best way of really preparing your horse for being ridden. I walk, I trot my horses. Um, it's a great way of teaching my horse to do a nice, easy trot, not too fast, uh, not too, um, you know, basically not too fast, basically um, in the speed I can easily jog behind him. Um, a nice, a nice trot. Canter is a little different, uh, a little difficult, um, really, to do on the long reins. I know riders who have done long reining um, and also canter the horses. The problem here really is the speed. Um, most of them do that in the arena and ask them to basically canter in a circle around them. Um, this is more like uh, kind of double longing your horse rather than, than ground driving your horse. You can also, if you want your horse um, to go into driving, you can also attach. Um, you can also use a simple harness and attach a tire, for instance, to your horse um, that your horse has to pull something. It's a wonderful, wonderful um, exercise um, to teach your horse that he does not need to be afraid if there is something behind him uh, making noises. Uh, if he has to suddenly, you know, pull a weight, I mean, a tire is usually bearable for most horses. It's nothing very, very heavy, but you can use even heavier loads and slowly get your horse uh, used to um, pulling something mm -hmm. as well. And again, even if you do not want your horse uh, being driven, it's a wonderful way of teaching your horse that these things are okay, that he doesn't need to be afraid. Um, I always say a trail horse um needs to cope with a lot of different situation situation you don't always foresee while going out on trail um he could get tangled up in a fence he could get tangled up and god knows what uh, you might encounter out there um all these things i always feel that the more varied our training, our initial training is with our horses, um, the better trail horses they become because they get so much experience, right? Um, maybe you teach it to him the ground training, for uh, the, the ground driving, for instance. And later um, you have to God knows what, what you're, tr what you're encountering out on the trail, maybe pull, help um, pulling out another horse out of a swamp and stuff like this. And your horse might remember, oh, I have done that before. My, my rider has asked me to do a similar thing before and it was fine. I wasn't hurt. It didn't uh, injure me or anything. Um, the horse will be much more likely to comply, not to spook, not to get um, afraid of stuff. So that's why I always say do a lot of different things with your horses, even if you don't plan to drive your horse. It's still a wonderful technique to teach your horse. It's a wonderful way of uh, training young horses. I always say um, when I have a young horse, I ride my young horse maybe twice a week. 
And one to twice a week, I do other things with my horses. Um, I walk him, I do maybe lunging, I might uh, do some ground training in the arena, or I might do ground drive my horse out in the forest to just show him stuff I want him to encounter before I actually sit on him. And of course, later you can do other things. You can uh, ground drive your horse through a trail um, parkour, right? Put up different obstacles and see how easily you can steer the horse from behind. Uh, make sure when you would, when you ground drive your horse around obstacles, um, that when you're asking him to bend towards the left, for instance, that you give slack on the right rein as well. This is more like driving rather than riding. If you pull on your left rein, you have to give a little bit on your right rein that the horse makes a proper turn. It's different from riding. Um, and it's a wonderful way, again, to see how is your communication with the horse. Um, as I've said, ground drive him outside um, into different situations, into town. Yeah, people might stand and stare at you and think, what on earth is that person doing? But as I said, you can you can give your horse the opportunity of seeing so many different things before you actually mount up. Then, as I said, um, the as I mentioned in the beginning, the Spanish riding school uses uh, long reins uh, to teach the horses everything they later do under the saddle, uh, the jumps, the um, all the the lateral gates, right? Um, the yielding, the everything, pretty much uh, up till the um, the piaf, the passage. Um, then, of course, the the jumps like. Um, the Levada, the Corbett, and then later also the um, the Capriole. So all these jumps are first schooled from the ground from a person long riding the horse, ground driving him, if you want to say. I mean, they're using a slightly different technique. They they usually use short reins. They're very close to the horse. But it's a wonderful way to teach your horse a lot of the um, dressage stuff you later teach him under the saddle as well. I know a lot of very good dressage trainers, they start with a piaf and passage from the ground, teaching the horse because the good thing mm. is you can see the horse, right? You can see exactly what the horse does. When you're riding the horse, if you're lucky enough, you have an arena with big mirrors, yes, you can also see what your horse is doing. But if you are not lucky enough to have such great mirrors uh, mounted on the walls, it's for sometimes very difficult to feel what exactly the horse does under you and each horse feels different so it's a wonderful thing to actually see what your horse does and um, yeah there's lots of courses there's lots of good trainers they work from the ground with your horses and ground driving your horse just as a first step in yeah making use of a wonderful wonderful technique you can use for a lot of different things of teaching your horse yeah, that was it from my side. I hope I was able to give you some ideas. There is plenty of good books, plenty of good trainers if you want to properly learn ground driving. Um, otherwise, just go out there, try it out. As I said, use a safe space first. Uh, you, you and your horse, you can only benefit from ground driving. Um, you can uh, basically... Yeah, incorporate it into your weekly routines. Maybe instead of walking your horse, try it out. Um, see how your horse reacts and uh, yeah, have fun with your horse. Mm -hmm. This is what I always say. 
Horses are our free time activity. They are our hobby and we should really enjoy uh, the time being around them. And that's it for today's episode. Heather and me want to thank you very much for tuning in to the Equestrian Adventurers' podcast, the show for women who love horses, travel and adventure. Are you missing a topic or have an interesting story to tell? Contact us through our Facebook group or send us an email on podcast-show at equestrianadventurers.com. For all information on this episode, check out today's show notes. You can find the link in your podcast player window or just go to the Equestrian Adventurers' website under podcast. Here you can find all the information about our virtual workshop, Adventuring with Your Horse, our latest free travel guidebook, The Ultimate Equestrian Adventurers' Bucket List, or our 1000 Miles Challenge. So long, everybody. Happy trails. <laughs>